from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three, primetime action. Vston's primetime action that is live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Going to talk to Drew Dinsick this hour, as well as Adam Levitan on the NFL. Uh, this Red Sox-Yankee score remains 2 to nothing. We're in the top of the third. There's one out. Anthony Rizzo with a uh, 2-2 pitch coming from Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, that Giancarlo Stanton single high off the monster in the, uh, in the first inning, the two out where the cameraman played tricks on us and we all thought it was out and then it was like, no, it's a single. But uh, I don't know if it was John Sterling or Michael Kay on the Yankees radio side of things, but he went into his full, it is high, it is long, it's a Stantonian home it's run. It's out of the park. Out it's a park. Stantonian home and he, run. And he took about, what do you say, two full seconds, which is an eternity. He sees Stanton standing on first base and he says, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Sterling is the word from downstairs. John Sterling. That's right. He was the A-Rod. Yeah, that guy. Um, man, oh, man. That's a gaff. What do you, when he said Stantonian, he just lost his mind. He wasn't watching it anymore. I guess, yeah. All right, let's bring, uh, let's bring him in. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, does not one, but two podcasts available where all podcasts are distributed. One is the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor. Dinsick Classic. And then there's uh, the one he does with Sarah Perlman from NBC Sports called Bet the Edge. It's Drew Dinsick, everybody. How you doing, Drew? Good, man. Just enjoying the uh, the banter. The Yankees have a single. <laughs> yeah, that was right. uh, that was quite that was quite a funny uh, uh, blown call there. But uh, good game so far. Man. Oh, love man. love love that uh, the first inning 
yes no came down to uh that incredible home run from xander bogarts that thing was a no doubter uh that was a a fun group play that uh, a handful of guys i was talking to all, all had that first inning score yes and uh uh, love playoff baseball. Yeah, love playoff baseball with two out in the bottom of the first. The uh, the two-run shot from Xander Bogarts to put the Red Sox up, cashing all the yes runs scored, uh, those who bet that in the first inning tonight. Uh, you had a good week last week, correct, Drew? You got off the schneid here with a very solid week four of the National Football League? Correct. Uh, had not had a, it didn't, I haven't been having an especially bad season so far, but I really just hadn't put very many wins together. And then last week hit uh money line underdog winners on, uh, I think three, yeah, at least three, uh, three teams. The Ravens came through for me. The, um, Seahawks came through for me and the jets, which was a super, super fun nice. game overall. I uh, got to celebrate uh, being part of you know, Zach Wilson's first ever win. Uh, but ultimately, in general, I felt like the results were pretty true last week. Even the edges that I I, you know, I looked at my card and I didn't fire on, a lot of those came through. So uh, playing with a little bit more confidence as we head into week five than I was previously. Drew, I'll, looking at your bets here on the screen that we're about to pop up here, one one is stuck in my crawl. We're going to have a battle on this one. Uh, Ooh, tell okay. me tell me about this 49ers uh, situation here where you're backing this, uh, what looks to be a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. This is a number grab. I don't think there is any realistic case you can make that last week the Cardinals can be four-point dogs to the Rams and this week they can be six point favorites against the 49ers. The overall distance between all of these teams in the NFC West is extremely close by my numbers. If you go back to uh, what we knew, you know, before the season started uh, and you take away some of the recency bias associated with how well Arizona has performed, this was expected to be about a pick em. And there's not a ton of home field advantage here for Arizona. Uh, it's not like the Niners. Niners have been home for two weeks. They, it's you know, short bit of travel for them. And they're relatively familiar with life in the desert, having spent the entire month of December there last year playing all their home games as well as an away game. So this is not an especially tough spot for the Niners. And I think you're getting an opportunity here to sell high on the Cardinals, having come away with this very impressive start. And I is almost purely a numbers thing. Um, the idea that this is potentially Trey Lance's first start, I think cuts two ways. Yes, he is going to be rough around the edges. Yes, he is going to have a difficult time, you know, executing everything that Shanahan may want to ask from him. Um, but the Cardinals are going to have no idea how to game plan for this guy. Uh, there's realistically going to be opportunities for him to find, you know, lots of, op you know, lots of um, uh, space on the ground uh, just based on the way that the uh, Cardinals spread out their offense. He, you know, as Trey Lance gets more and more reps, I think his athleticism in the running game is going to prove to be uh, an extremely valuable component for the Niners overall. Um, and, you know, the Niners have dealt with a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball so far this year, but um, they honestly acquitted themselves fairly well last week against the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, you look at the box score only, you look at, you know, only the final score for that Seahawks Niners game. And it was like, oh, Seahawks did great. Niners are frauds. Um, similarly, you look at the Cardinals Rams and it's like, oh man, Cardinals unstoppable. The Rams were as exactly as overrated as we thought they were. 
Um, but both of those games, you know, there were a couple bell bounced the right way to get the results you got. Um, and I think in the, in the blind, I think if you just take the dog in pretty much every NFC West matchup over the balance of this season, you're going to do extremely well against the spread. Let me ask you about the dolphins, Drew plus 10. They are, <laughs> they are getting 10 points against the Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. I give you that. Um, but you know where I'm probably going with this, which is what is it specifically about the Dolphins team that gives you the confidence to make this wager after what you've seen the last couple weeks from them? Yeah, the Dolphins are tough to understand exactly what the concepts are offensively. Um, and this is almost entirely a play against the Buccaneers on two aspects for two, you know, two, two angles. Um, number one, you have the Buccaneers uh, coming in with a cluster injury on the defensive backfield. Um, and you know, I'm not expecting Winfield to go and he matters a lot, uh, in my rankings because he has been kind of the glue that has kept that unit together as they have dealt with a number of injuries at the cornerback position. Uh, and just in general, this, you know, this cluster, cluster injuries tend to matter more than the market, te- you know, can, can really account for, uh, because you're going with second and third level guys now, uh, that you're putting out there and the dolphins have enough weapons in the passing game that I think they can take advantage of that. And then on the flip side, you know, Todd, you know, the, um, uh, the uh, the defense that the Dolphins runs is unique enough that I think this is going to be a tough challenge for the Buccaneers to adjust in one week coming off of that really high-profile game against the Pats uh, to ask them to all of a sudden be super crisp in the absence of Gronk with uh, you know Antonio Brown lock, lacking a little bit of timing and chemistry with Brady. Similarly, Mike Evans lacking a little bit of timing and chemistry with Brady. Uh, I think you're, I think a lot of what was expected out of the Bucks, we're just not seeing it to this point in the season. Uh, and uh, ultimately, I do think they'll round into form, and they ought to be considered the favorites still in the NFC. Because know, on top of the fact that their schedule is super soft, as they get healthier, as they develop chemistry, they'll still be as good as we expected. Um, but uh, good enough to lay 10 points is is a real stretch for me. I mean, we saw, um, you know, I don't think there's a huge home field advantage here. I think, uh, you know, in general, um, the distance between the Bucks and excuse me, the Patriots and the Dolphins is pretty narrow, even with Jacoby Brissett out there. Um, and so I think this game is very, very squarely a seven point game, not a 10 point game. So I'll take the free field goal every time. Yeah, there's a pretty decent chance, above average chance that the, uh, the Bucks roll out go out in this game without their five, five starting corners yeah. that they had on the, on the roster starting the season. So a complete turnover from top to bottom on the corner there. Uh, one of the ones uh, we're definitely simpatico on the Browns there. I'm very curious. I think in our, our listeners as well, I mean, the game of the week by far bills and chiefs, you're on chiefs here at two and a half um, more than any, I'm, I lean that direction as well. What's your, uh, what's your reasoning there? Like similarly, a number grab. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, think this trends to three it may go back to three and a half by the time we get to close um, decent matchup here for the chiefs offensively against the Buffalo bills team. That is a little overrated by the market. Uh, the bills have played an extremely poor run of offenses, uh, particularly the last handful of weeks. Uh, and so I think the, um, the likelihood that the chiefs are, uh, you know, surprised that unit is pretty high. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a matchup nightmare for this team. Uh, and realistically, um, you know, the, the, the elements that they bring, you know, the, the bills ask you to run the ball um, and, you know, they dare you. And uh, the, some of the elements that the Chiefs are using in the running game actually this season are somewhat impressive. 
Um, and I think that they're going to find some uh, find some room to, on the ground on top of the fact that, you know, as I mentioned, Travis Kelsey, there's no stopping him. Um, so this is a, a nice spot for the Chiefs to kind of reset the market in terms of themselves being the favorites in the a, in the AFC. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned the Browns. I, I think that's probably going to be a more entertaining game. Honestly, than the Chiefs and the Bills, uh, this Chargers team is legit. Their defense is legit. I actually have since added, I've doubled down here. I'm looking for uh, uh, not just the Browns on the money line, but also the uh, the under in that game at 47 and a half. And, um, you know, I think the Browns defense is 100 percent exactly who we thought they could be as they developed a little bit of uh, chemistry. And, um, you know, Justin Herbert coming off of uh, two very, very highly leveraged performances in division now taking on the Browns. Uh, it's tough for me to see this team get up the way that they did on Monday Night Football on a, for a third straight week, especially on a short week. They only have, uh, you know, one they have one one less day to prepare here, which I think is somewhat important as well. Um, and uh, the Browns, even though I their offense has been underwhelming, period. Baker Mayfield has been unimpressive, period. Uh, the fact that they can still win games comfortably, cover spreads comfortably, uh, even even in spite of that, uh, I think is kind of an indication of how good this team is top to bottom. And if we can get an average or above average game out of Baker Mayfield, finally, uh, this Browns uh, money line is solid. Drew, we appreciate it. Drew also likes the Packers minus three versus the Bengals. Also likes the Packers Bengals over and the Titans Jaguars over as well. Drew at whale underscore capper on Twitter. <laughs> in addition to the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Thank you, sir, as always. All right, you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Best of luck. You too. Drew Dinsing, everybody, right here on Primetime Action. Kyle Schwarber knew it the second it hit off his bat. Deep shot into the right field seats. Three to nothing Boston to lead off the third, and then a Kike Hernandez swinging bunt in effect down the third base uh, line. So runner on, one on, nobody out. Boston up three to nothing. We'll come back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide, now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, who will join us on primetime action tomorrow night with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. And Matt, you said uh, tomorrow when Andy's on with us, that might be the first thing out of your mouth. Like, hey, why is the, why is the hockey only yeah, nine ninety? What's the deal? Football the deal? was double that. Yeah. Huh. I mean, why are you doing that? How are you feeling about yourself? If anything, it's more specialized. It should be twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, you spun that positive. You know? I thought you were just going to rib him about it. Well, a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> why don't they, you know, why well, why didn't they why didn't they charge 29.99 Andy? Andy's doing this awesome thing though this year where he is doing and we're not sure how we're going to deliver it yet. It might just be an Andy McNeil website page or we don't know exactly, but he's got this propagator thing he's doing where he's got player props on a daily basis in hockey. So if you are a big hockey better or if you want to bet hockey, he is your guy all year. Yeah, we'll have him on a lot. We had him on a lot last season. I, I can't. What I'm really looking forward to this NHL season, though, Gil, is to is at what point Matt puts a bet in on a team and then forgets about it until the playoffs, right? Sure, and, and then gets real well, excited about. Typically, it. I listen to what Andy <laughs> says with some of the with some of the teams he likes for futures, and then I'll pick one that's kind of in the middle range as opposed to the short shot or the super long shot. And then that team ends up in the phone. And then again, 18 months later when the hockey season finally ends, <laughs> yeah. then you you go, oh, I actually had that team kind of like going on. Well, but it's the, the longest season in the history of humankind is, 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 is hockey. <laughs> so we'll be talking about this season come 2024. And like, it's just, it is what it is. Well, was and, it the Stars last year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Danielle's not here to cool him off. Remember they had the, uh, when they went oppo, Danielle just murdered him. What did she end up oh, on, though? Gosh, yes. The Street Fighter graphic. Yeah, she was like, I don't know, 7-2 and two against him or something like that. <laughs> something like that. In the Danielle end. chiming in on Twitter. Like, she's missing out. 
Oh. So uh, seven FOMO. Seven FOMO. So yeah, Yankees are in Yankees are in trouble here. Uh the Schwarber home run to lead off the, th- the bottom of the third made it three to nothing Boston. Then you had a uh what in effect was a swinging bunt for Kike Hernandez. Then Garrett Cole walked Rafael Devers, and that is the end of the night for Garrett Cole. He is still on the hook for both runners on. And now Xander Bogart's already hit the two-run shot earlier in this game. Is oh, he gets the the appeal goes against him. That was a third strike. So Bogart strikes out now. Holmes in pitching for the Yankees now. Runners at first and second, one down now. Down three to nothing in the bottom of the third. And I, I sometimes the best bets you made are the ones that you just get lucky not making. I got to mine so late that I didn't make it because they at that point they limited the number that you could bet on the Yankees. And so rather than sitting here with my computer at 2% and banging it a few times, I just didn't do it. And so I might have gotten saved here. Yeah, good for you. I'm in. Plus 200 on the Yankees. Horrible number. Let's go, Yanks. Well, you got to hope the uh, the bleeding stops here. That's for sure. Alex Verdugo now up at the plate as the uh, Red Sox try to add to this. Yankees currently plus 450. Plus 450 with everything having to do with those runners on. Yes. They get out of that. And that will drop significantly. This is this is one of those where you, for your Houston Astros bet now, Matt, you are loving this. I feel much. Yeah, I would like to have the Yankees out. I would like to have the Yankees out if at all no. possible. I would like to for for my Giants bets. I would like to have the Yankees as not an option for the World Series. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, because you never know with those Yankees bats. But obviously, a lot of baseball to be played. It's still the third inning for goodness sakes. And as I said earlier, this game could go five hours. Um, Five, Turn four, it. three, double play for the Yankees. Taylor made ground ball to third base, and Garrett Cole's damage is limited then to three earned runs in two and one-third innings. But it's Garrett, like we said. He was not coming in in the greatest of form. No. And it carried over into this game. But a good move by Aaron Boone there, pulling Cole, and the Yankees now make this much more manageable. With a whole bunch of baseball to be played again. Three to nothing Red Sox at the end of three. Where does that go from plus 450 now to what? That should probably almost be cut in half. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say maybe cut in half, but no. Or plus you, 350. You get them plus two and a half at minus 110. Hmm. Total is eight and a half, shaded to the under at minus 135. We could be here a while. I want to give credit where credit is due. Well, we're only going to be here for 40 more minutes, but yeah, this game could be going. Oh, over. yeah. The nightcap might be able to finish up. It will still be being played when the nightcap gets off air. (laughs) No, it will be. The look ahead with Scott Seidenberg that starts at 10 (laughs) o'clock might be wrapping up this game. This came via DM, so I don't know if he wants out there. So I'll just say Rick sent this in. Okay. Um, But he was talking about, you know, we never, he said, thanks for the teasers each week. Um, You know, he's won money for the last few weeks betting our teasers. But he said, you know, we don't ever talk about teasing the totals. And he asked, do we ever tease totals? And is that a bad play? And then he said, you know, appreciate the the uh, the segments. So for for me personally, the problem is, is there are, we've, we've done this long enough to know. So there are groups out there, very powerful groups who are do, bet nothing but totals and, and, and destroy totals. And they have a number for a game that is ready the second that these things get released. And you'll notice like, one of the things we'll talk about, like, yeah, sides will move every now and then. We'll talk about, yeah, half point here, half point there. So you hear us talk about totals. This total moved three points, four points, five points sometimes, whatever, like for whatever it comes out. And they just destroy these totals as soon as they hit. So typically for me, 
the number's already so gone, like, because these guys know the best of the number as it is anyway. That's what they do. That's how they make a living. They have these, they're the best totals betters in the world. And so I don't really ever mess with totals other than maybe if I'm doing a same game teaser where I have a pretty good idea of how a game is going to play out. And so if I like team A because of X, Y, Z, then that means the game's either going to go either over or under something like that. I might do it then. But outside of that, I don't. I don't really ever ever do it. Uh, I am almost exactly like that. Yeah. <clears throat> when I was a younger better, I teased totals a lot, mm-hmm. um, and not to say that it's not a that some people don't know what they're doing with it now. They they probably do. But for me, the longer you bet, the more you get into a a mindset of, and look, this is money we're talking about. So the quicker we get to this mindset, the better. But you will eventually get to a mindset if you're successful at certain things. You just go in, hey, look, if I'm successful in sport A and I am successful doing this particular thing in sport B, uh, and, and that's the thing. So it might not be a full sport. It might be just one particular thing you do in a sport. You stick to it. And your desire to branch out and do other things sort of should, by the way, fluff off from, from what you do. So to your point, Matt, Teasing sides and particularly teasing them through when you can sevens and threes, but oftentimes not through the seven and three, oftentimes just getting it down to a basically this team has to win situation, mm-hmm. which we talk about every week. That's kind of my bread and butter in football in the NFL specifically we're talking. And I don't mess around with totals that often. You're right. Full disclosure. If there is a standalone game and I'm feeling a little bored, which isn't I'm not you know afraid to admit Maybe I will manipulate a game that way and play it if I think I know how the game's mm-hmm. going to go. But otherwise, by and large, I don't tease totals that much anymore at all. Yeah. And it really, and I used to do it a lot more than I do too now. But then I realized, like, with things just being so much more transparent and us being able to see, like, these line movements and where it's coming from and all this, it's like, you know, these guys are just so good at these totals. And so by the time. I'm not there on a Sunday the second these totals get released and to like go in and try and be like, oh, okay, I think this is way too high, so I want to go here. Or this is way too low, and I want to go this direction. I'm not. I'm not. You know, look, I'm a single person. Like, yeah, I don't operate with a group. I don't have. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a single guy. So like, I don't have that luxury at, at afforded to me. And so like, you know, they go in and they hit these totals hard as soon as they get as soon as they get released. And so it's just uh, I'm behind the eight ball when it comes to that. So like you said, I just. I'll stick to the stuff stick, that I do. Stick to what works. Do well and not worry about this. Kelly will bet golf does very well for him. Kelly will bet basketball does well for him. There's certain things that, that each of us do that is, let's just take an example from the last segment. So Drew, Drew Dinsick, who we love, we absolutely love Drew, who does two great podcasts and who bets the NFL. He also bets tennis, which is my kind of thing. Love a guy who bets tennis. He will oftentimes with his NFL bets, most of his stuff, I think, I don't want to talk out of turn. You guys will corroborate this for me. He will typically bet stuff immediately as they come out the week before because he wants that he even mentioned some of this. He wants to get the number then. So what we do is very different. We wait for as much information as possible Mm -hmm. late in the week. But that's how he chooses to bet because that's what's been historically successful for him. And so, hey, whatever works for you, 
I'm all about it. That's the one thing we'd like to convey on this show. Yeah. We are not so arrogant to think that our way is the only way. Never turning my nose up at any of the stuff. Yep. Like, none. I think you said it well earlier, Gil, though, with the – I think if you – when you're getting more and more serious, each year you spend with one sport, yes. you kind of sharpen down more and more how you bet and why and, and why you find it to be more successful and stick uh, mainly just to that. Yeah. Baseball used to be my favorite sport to bet. It is no longer. Things change. Games change. You got to be able to adapt with this. If it was all static, it would be far too easy. Believe me, it ain't that easy. Uh, three to nothing. Boston over the Yankees. Top of the fourth. Nathan Ivaldi dealing once again. We'll talk to Adam Levitan from Establish the Run. NFL talk next. Fantasy included. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Still time to make this football season your best sports betting season ever. If it's gotten off to a slow start, maybe you're already killing it. Start your Beeson free trial today to go full access. To our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. Everything that VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Three to nothing it remains. Red Sox over the Yankees, a wild card game. Yankees have not really shown any pulse really against uh, Nathan Eovaldi thus far, except for that... Uh, that San, what was it? The uh, the Stantonian home run that was actually a single early yes. in this game, but three to nothing it remains. Two and a half is the run line. Seven and a half your total. Plus four fifty on the Yankees. Red Sox. On the money line. Red Sox going to take their hacks here in the bottom of the fourth. Let's talk some more football. Let's bring him in from establish the run. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam Levitan. That's L E V I T A N. Ladies and gentlemen, coincidentally, Adam Levitan. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're doing very well. Just want to ask you before we get into fantasy talk, uh, Brandon Staley, we see that you shared our love for him last night as well. Yeah, I mean, so there was 9-1 to one plus 950 out there after they beat the Chiefs. Before that, you could get 10, 11, 12 to 1. You know, I think expectations nationally for the Chargers were relatively low, but they've had so much talent for so long. I think coaching has been a big reason why they have not performed up to expectation. I mean, how many wins has Brandon Staley added over Anthony Lynn? I mean, already you can see the defense. They're playing optimally. Dare teams to run, let them run, because we know throwing is so much more of an efficient way to play in today's NFL. And they've kept everyone in front of them. I mean, they kept the charge, uh, the Chiefs in front of them, kept the Raiders in front of them. So, yeah, you know, I think Cliff has a case right now, but my vote would be for Brandon Staley. Adam, you're, I know, a relatively still small sample size here. We've only gotten four weeks in. But, you know, listen, as the DFS game goes, the way that you go about things evolves, right? I mean, we figured out, I mean, it used to be if you played cash games, you'd, you would never stack players on the same team because what if an injury happens and then you'd lose? And then we'd say, like, oh, no, you still have to increase your upside. So we did start doing that. And so there was, you know, obviously an evolution in thinking here. We're a month into 2021. Is there anything that has kind of started to come out here where it's like, okay, maybe I'm shifting at least a little bit, whether it be cash games or from a tournament standpoint. Yeah. I think that projections and the way people think about player performance on a week to week basis in DFS has gotten to a point where people know that like, just because Cooper cup had a bad game in week four, doesn't mean he will have a bad game in week five. And so everybody is using a solid, baseline projection, which everybody needs at this point. And then also 
in order to win, now it's more of a game theory game. And so, you know, it's turning into kind of leveling that we saw in poker and stuff like that. And what do you think the field is going to do versus what you're going to do in probability of players hitting their ceiling and stuff like that. And so, yeah, you know, this is just the evolution of the game. I find it fascinating, but I think no longer in DFS, we're finding out that you can just say, hey, I'm going to pick the best players and I'm going to win the money that way. I don't think that's the best way to win anymore. Adam, my friends are still old enough that they don't know what DFS is and they play season long. Uh, So for some of the old schoolers out there, if I'm going to ask you about a a sell-high candidate right now in fantasy for season-long leagues, who might that be in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think Cordero Patterson is a guy that people are excited about right now. He's certainly outplayed Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman, and obviously he's made huge plays. You know, it's just you can see the touchdown rate on Cordero Patterson is absolutely unsustainable, and obviously fantasy points are going to get bloated through touchdowns. And that's one thing you can look for across the board. How many touchdowns is a guy scoring versus his opportunity? Cordero Patterson only played 23 snaps in week four and scored three touchdowns. And so obviously that's like an extreme example. But as you're looking over your team, I'd encourage people to look at how many opportunities your guy is getting, how many opportunities your guy is getting around the goal line where the majority of touchdowns are scored. And then think about how many touchdowns they've scored so far, because, you know, touchdowns are such a a variant, a big play, and they're going to even out over the course of the year. Adam, you're playing a bunch of props this year. You're doing extremely well with all of that. What is your prop process here? So what kind of edge, what kind of perceived edge do you need in order to be like, okay, that's going to trigger a bet for me? I understand that, you know, it's it's not necessarily a certain amount of yardage or whatever it might be because, I mean, hell, you might be talking about a one and a half yard rushing prop for a wide receiver or something. But what, what is kind of like your perceived edge, which then triggers a bet for you? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we're working so hard on the projections. I mean, down to the player level, down to how many carries, everything that every player in every game is going to get. So that's really the hard work. We're doing that for DFS. The easier work, quite frankly, is just comparing our projection to the prop lines. Now, you have to understand about gambling a little bit and mean versus median. So a lot of the books, you know, they were setting their prop lines through mean, which is obviously a really, really bad way to do it. They've started to adjust when we were just pounding and pounding and pounding unders Last year, I think they've adjusted to some degree. This year, at least the market has ironed it out for them to some degree. But yeah, I mean, obviously we're looking for small edges on unders. So, you know, a 10% edge on an under is certainly a bet typically on a yardage prop. To bet an over uh, versus our mean, I would probably need 30, 40, 50% even on an over. And you just see so many ways that overs overs lose injuries, game scripted out, uh, player usage, not what we expected, blowout, rest. I mean, it could be anything. And so... You know, I, I think um, it's gone well so far this year. Week one was really soft. Week two was soft. I think we've seen the books tighten up and start to shade their numbers a lot more toward the under and, and you know, rightfully so. So it's certainly going to get tougher, but it's been fun, man. I've been enjoying it. This is the first year I've been in uh, a legal state and been able to really fire props hard on like, you know, I have money on 10, 12 books. And so um, it's been fun for sure. Let me ask you a question that has everything to do with what we were just talking about, and you, you can't possibly know the exact answer to this, but I'm going to ask you to sort of estimate for me, because as I bet for so many years, I would look at fantasy players, and I would say to myself, my God, if they only knew that they could bet these props, it's a direct translation to them, as you just described. Um, and now more and more fantasy players are actually doing that. But just how many? Like, give me an estimate where you think, what is the percentage of fantasy players that have that have dived into those waters and what is the percentage that still is like yeah you know i'm just gonna stick in my little fantasy world that betting thing is still a little uh scary to me yeah i i think um 
in legalized states, I would say a lot of fantasy players are betting props. You know, 25, 30, 35% maybe would be would be a guess for me. Um, there's still a ton of states, obviously, that don't have legalized betting. And, and those people, I think, um, are still grinding fantasy and DFS. But, you know, I mean, if, if we're being honest, and I try to be honest, like, props is probably softer than DFS at high stakes right now. The problem mm-hmm. is you can't really play props at high stakes. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm constantly looking for accounts, constantly getting shut down and stuff like that. And that's just the way it goes in the prop game. And so if you want to play high stakes, you still have to play DFS. So, but you know, the DF, the, the segment of the DFS population actually playing high stakes is, is so, so small. And I think it's, you know, it's good for lower stakes guys to, to grind props too, uh, for sure. And they won't get limited if they're betting 50 or hundred on a prop, I would assume. Let's ask, I want to ask you about it, like just kind of teams in general here, because it's, uh, you know, listen, we're, we're into this and we thought we knew a lot about a lot of these teams We've month end where some of these teams are like, okay, that played out. Like we thought this is definitely not going how I thought, like what, what are a couple of teams that you're kind of bullish on just in general moving forward? And even a couple of teams that maybe you're like, all right, we need to pump the brakes on these teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I blew it on the Washington football team. I, I thought Washington football team would come out and be really, really good on defense and they've been absolutely shredded on defense and I can't exactly put my finger on why maybe it's the coaching I'm not sure but I mean they've been so disappointing and I mean the Falcons came into that game with the league's worst offense and even they showed up and shredded the Washington football team so that's one for sure that I think um, got wrong and probably need to adjust rapidly or more rapidly on you know I am surprised Washington football team is in a two and a half point home dog to the saints who are playing like 1950s football right now. Um, you know, teams that I like, I, I like the chargers going forward. Um, I like the Panthers going forward. I know they didn't show up very well in that Dallas game and they lost JC horn, which I think hurts, but they have like a really young aggressive defense and Joe Brady's really good and getting Christian McCaffrey back. I don't think many running backs make a difference, but Christian McCaffrey, I think actually does make a difference. Sounds like he has a chance to return as soon as this week's game against the Eagles, which I think would be big for them. So yeah, Panthers and Chargers, I think, are two teams that are good. And and I actually think Dallas is is really good, too. They have so much talent on offense. I mean, they're, like, deep on the offensive line. And they haven't even had Michael Gallup. And, and they're so deep at wide receiver. And they've been getting a good pass rush going, too. And, and Trayvon Diggs, I think, is a candidate for defensive player of the year so far. So, yeah, those would be some teams that come to mind as, that I like going forward. That Washington defense, that secondary. Just absolutely brutal in yeah. a way that we could not have imagined. Adam Levitan from Establish the Run. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Adam Levitan, L-E-V-I-T-A-N. Thank you, Adam, as always. We look forward to speaking again soon. All right. Good luck. Thanks for having me. You too. Um, Establish the Run, which he does with Evan Silva. Yeah, and a bunch of other sharp guys over there as well. Like super, super sharp guys. It is. I subscribe to a massive amount of sites. That is also one of the sites that uh, that I go to to get some information. They do really great offensive line versus defensive line write-ups. They do really good mismatches from wide receiver to quarterback standpoint. So there's there's a lot of good information outside of just from a uh, DFS standpoint as well. All right. We'll have them on many times. I had uh, Evan back in the day on with Warren Sharp. Uh, we had him on for years. Always great. Always interesting. We'll come back. Uh, We'll look at tomorrow night's wild card game between the Cardinals and the Dodgers in the National League. Thoughts on that as the Red Sox continue to lead the Yankees 3 to nothing, top of the fifth at Fenway on a Tuesday night here from the South Point Hotel Casino on primetime action.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, uh, three to nothing, Red Sox. Was a two hitter going for Ivaldi now through five? Uh, the only one to leave the infield was that Stanton shot off the uh, high part of the monster. Uh, infield single, for, in, infield single rather, from Gio Urshela being the other hit. So this has been a. Uh, a dominant performance from Iavaldi to this point in the ball game, and again, getting back to that uh, prop we talked about for anybody who wanted to immediately grab the over four and a half, and eh, not so fast. Hopefully, uh, paid heed to that. Um, we do have a question of the night. Ryan Hyatt once again putting this in, and Ryan Hyatt has some great questions for us on a nightly basis. So shout out to Ryan. 
Uh, he said, now that in-game betting is available, how has that changed how you approach a pre-flop bet? By the way, you owe me five cents on that, oh, Ryan. What do you not bet now that you used to bet before a game starts? You want to take that one first? I, I'm, I'm going to read it for myself. Okay. Since it's a multi-part question. I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer for me. So the first part of this, now that in-game betting is available, how has that changed how you approach a pre-flop bet? What do you not bet now that you used to bet before a game starts? For me, the th- first thing that leaps to mind here is college football. So I will I, – I, I've said this before. I think that college football is the sport where the games reveal themselves the quickest and the most definitively. So you can tell in college football – you don't have to really do anything but sort of know this uh, intuitively – that you can tell when a team is vastly superior to another in college football quicker than you can in any other sport. You can tell when a million points are going to be scored in college football quicker than you can in any other sport, NFL included. And so for me, I will not bet college football nearly as much pre-flop as others will. I will just wait to watch a driver two and will oftentimes jump into college football that way. That's what in-game betting most notably has changed for me. Though I will say in the NBA, and we talk about this on primetime action all the time, NBA, yeah. man, I'm all about in-game. I, I I will go seasons where I will not bet a pre-flop NBA number. Yeah, I'll it, just wait for, for the game to take place and bet a team that falls down. Yeah, basketball just in general for me, uh, I bet very little college basketball, but when I do, it's always in-game and then NBA probably 70% of my bet. Well, at least the money that I'm betting is probably in game as well. Um, there's other things that, especially in a basketball game, right? Like we can tell you can, shoot, don't tell the books, but like we can see an injury happen. <laughs> what? If you're watching the game before they realize that before the algorithm realizes that yes. the injury is happening. Yes. And so in game in basketball, cause they, one basketball player is so incredibly important, especially if it's a star basketball player who is heading to the locker room for whatever reason and some things like that. And so it, it I try to look for advantage situations like that in, in basketball a lot. And and typically and in college basketball too, a lot of times it like Gil's even saying in college football, but in college basketball for sure, what you can tell when a team is basically has given up mentally and you can just then at that point just destroy that. And that's the also the and you do have to watch the tennis matches, and then again, there's. I understand a lot of people's schedules because of the way tennis is, is a global sport, and it's a lot of times taking place in other countries and stuff. But if you do have a TV on during the day and you are watching some of these, you know, tennis matches and stuff as well, you can watch someone get, you know, tweak an ankle. A lot of these players will let you know when they're about to give up, or that there are that there's a good chance that they're going to give up and and you can take advantage of that as well. There, there was a tennis match, and I typically will bet tennis pre-flop yeah. as listeners to this show in a numbers game will know, but there are moments in tennis matches. There was one sort of famous one a couple of years ago. We were doing a numbers game, and it was me and Wishnev, and I was talking about a tennis match the day before, where, and I want to say it was Katie Volinets, but but don't hold me to that. Yes, her last name is actually Volinets, and she's a pro tennis player. That's but, Tennis Sanger. But she just, yeah, Tennis Sanger being another, <laughs> she just all of a sudden in some match, you knew she could never convert another serve for the rest of the match. So she like had the yips about it for the rest. Of, and so just what you're describing, Matt, there are moments like that that you dream of that you just have to be in front of a TV when it happens. You can't really anticipate those moments. Yeah. Um, baseball, by the way, is the other one. I used to bet pre-flop yeah. baseball all the time. But baseball now, and I've shared this on the show many times, based on 
and this is probably a, a nugget for for people who are looking to bet baseball, based on where you are in the batting order, I believe there is many an in-game opportunity that the algorithm doesn't quite capture. That's how I will exploit it in baseball. Yeah, I mean, baseball is almost something I really have, have, you know, bet heavily for the past five years or whatever. It's basically, I mean, that's all I do now, Gil. I mean, really, a lot, a lot we talk through on this show, it's really that in the way that you just talked about it, too. NBA has been interesting, I guess, for me, because that is something... I think NBA has been kind of the most obvious live betting opportunity sport, at least to me, as my betting's kind of gone over the years. So that's when I would say for the past three or four years, live betting has been a major part of betting the NBA for me. You know, you you talked percentages before, Matt. I mean, it was probably four years ago was 50-50 live versus pregame. It's probably a little bit more live now, probably 60-40 live. Uh, for me, as far as NBA, I would say, though, college basketball and college football, two, t- two, two sports I don't bet a ton of. I just, for live betting on that, it's, you know, like what did Pete Futek say a couple a couple weeks ago here, here on the show? Just that he's a, you know, he's a power five guy, you know what I he's mean? When you look stop. at those matchups, yeah. It, it's those, like, I always use Gonzaga as the perfect example. Gonzaga playing a, a conference basketball game, they fall behind in that first half. It's like an auto live bet on Gonzaga to me because it, it's obviously that's not a power five team I'm talking about, but the talent difference at a program like Gonzaga versus everybody else uh, in the WCC is like not even close. So I, those are the ones I really look for for opportunities, both in college basketball and in college football for the same reasons. And yet there are sports like tennis for me, like perhaps golf for you guys, where most of your betting is still preflop. Yeah. Not that you won't bet some in tournament things, but generally speaking, that's where your bread is buttered. Yeah. So, yeah. And and every and by the way, this is not gospel. This doesn't have to be your the way that you bet it. But just for us, that's how we end up betting things. Until until they get real in game golf, though. Yes. They get real in game. Oh, golf. it's going to be dangerous. Oh boy, oh, boy. you're gonna you're gonna have to oh, prevent boy. yourself yes. from making a thousand wagers. We oh. already. I was gonna say we already have enough crazy swing weeks uh, between Matt and myself. Like each week, it seems like there's one of us like, oh, this huge bet might hit or whatever, mm-hmm. or not at all. But yeah, the, the, when the in game <laughs> options come about, it's or gonna be a, a million uh, bets that we're sweating. A couple of uh, notes here. If, if you were with us earlier for Drew Dinsick's uh, segment. He was on the Chiefs at two and a half. There are two and a halfs still available, but the threes are starting to show up here. Um, so if you were looking to get on the Chiefs in this game, you might want to go ahead and do it today. Um, one, two, three books out there are already at three. So, um, you know, again, if you wanted to, if you're leaning in that direction or if what Drew said um, uh, pushes you a certain direction, just know it looks like that is probably going to go away. Now, even at a couple of these books where the two and a half is available, it's already shaded to 115 as far as the juice goes. But, um, you know, a big, big difference between two and a half and three. So just uh, keep that in mind that you don't want to lose that. Three to nothing, Red Sox over the Yankees. It feels like it's 13 to nothing, but we're through five and it's three to nothing. Yankees by no means out of this. Even though Nathan Eovaldi has only given up two hits, we only have a couple minutes left, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow on the run-up to the NL wildcard game. But the Cardinals are taking on the Dodgers tomorrow night. Much different line in this one, obviously. Cardinals plus 185 here at DraftKings, minus 225. The Dodgers is a favorite. You might even find some Cardinals numbers around at near $2, but that's what it is at DraftKings right now. And if you heard earlier, I am on the Cardinals in this. 
as a completely principal bet just because of the number. Plus 185, it is one baseball game. If this were the Dodgers in a series in a best of five against the Cardinals, if this was a best of seven and that was the series price, I wouldn't play the Cardinals. But in a one-game situation, anything can really happen. And, of course, the Cardinals have devil magic. Let's keep that in mind. So I'm playing the Cardinals tomorrow night based on that number. It's sort of like with the Dodgers last year in the World Series. You guys remember when we were just on air. We had only been on air for about a month, and we were talking about the uh, Dodgers and the Rays, and we were saying, you know, all these guys out here who on their models have the Rays like with some kind of incremental value in this series. It's like, don't get in front of the Dodgers. They're too powerful. They're going to win this. But one game, like tomorrow night, I'll take my shot on that. And, you know, it is worth pointing out, again, like we said this about we said this about Cole coming in tonight. We said this about Ivaldi coming in tonight, as good as he's been, however. But if you look at recent form here, last two starts for Max Scherzer going out, he went five innings, gave up five earned. Of course, he gave up a home run because he gave up home runs all the time. And then the last start out, five and a third, 11 hits surrendered, five earned. He only struck out four and gave up two homers. So his last two starts had given up five earned in both of his last two starts out. And, of course, one of those was against Colorado, one of those against the Padres, so who basically were folding down the, the stretch right there. So I would say. I so would say. Just Maybe. keep in mind, all these guys are not entering in yeah. the best of, best of form here. And no team hotter than the Cardinals down the stretch of the season. We've done all we could do. For Matt Brown, for Kelly Bidland, Gil Alexander, thanks so much for watching Beeson's Primetime Action. The nightcap, as always, takes over. They will take you through the rest of the Red Sox and the Yankees from Circa, Tim Murray, Sean King, and Joy from all of us at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 